We keep them down here. There are some simple rules which we insist you follow. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. You pass them nothing but soft paper. No pencils or pens. They have their own felt tip pens. No staples or paper clips in their paper. Use the sliding food carrier, no exceptions. If they attempt to pass you anything, do not accept it. Do you understand me? Yes. Above all else, never forget what they are. And what are they? Friendables! Two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Hello again. Yes. Our guests are still here. You said uh, don't leave. Well. So we stayed. You're also tied to your chairs, so. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. We didn't do it. We're in this cell. It's not like. <laughs> Wait, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we made it make sense for the orderlies, and that's all we needed to do. Last time we began our discussion of Hannibal Season 1, we'll continue that discussion here, the conclusion we came to in the last episode is that Jack Crawford is the villain of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least this season. He's the... Yeah, I, I'll go with that. There's some other villains and whatnot's yeah. happening, but yeah, I'd say for this season, I mean, I love Jack. He is the devil. Mm-hmm. I think he, he, that... He's using everyone to yeah. his own purpose. And I've had to, that is so and, much of the book. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that is actually straight up taken from the book. That doesn't make Hannibal Lecter any less Lucifer. But is Lucifer evil? No. No. Lucifer... He's curious. Curious and <laughs> really wants questioning people... of authority. Yes. Yeah. And wants people to follow their own free will. You right. Know, maybe the most destructive ways. <laughs> If it happens, he has I don't even, it's, it's not even that he wants it to be destructive. It ha- if it happens to be destructive, well, that's the way that co- cookie crumbles. Exactly. Yeah. No, but I, he also very much wants to be the best, right. and he wants to be. He wants to hone his craft, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like it when other serial killers True. start to to hone in on what he's, he's the doing. King he's like, killer. no, 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 I'm good at this. You're just a stupid one, and then yeah. you know he kills them and. I think He's fine with the idea of other serial killers, mm. but he's just like, as long as you pay obeisance to me, mm. I'm the king serial right. killer. You all are underlings underneath. I'm me. Frank Sinatra, and don't act, don't go walking around like you're Frank Sinatra when we all know you're Joey Bishop. <laughs> so it's it's a uh, Tobias was that his name? Yes. Tobias was getting a little too comfortable Tobias with being super partner. good and. And, and, and Hannibal's, Hannibal's like, like, ew, no, I don't want to be your friend. It's like, I want a partner, but not like that. <laughs> which, which, yeah, like, we had fun, but y- you gotta go. <laughs> that was nice. You're not boyfriend material. <laughs> you need to get going. I got work in the morning, and we're done here. So, uh, you can pick up your dry cleaning. <laughs> um, there's the front door. <laughs> go ahead and just lock it on your way out. <laughs> yeah, like... I- yeah, sorry, go ahead. I think I just think it's interesting how Hannibal's dislike of other serial killers didn't expe- extend to Abigail, who mm. was mm-hmm. like a lackey at the least and a and a serial killer. Yeah, she's potential in a clean slate. She doesn't yeah, have exactly. her own ideas about it. Any ideas that she has from her father are also still sort of embryonic because. Garrett Jacob Hobbs was really only getting started. Yeah. 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 And she was one of his victims in a different way. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she's dead. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Is she dead? <laughs> we saw an ear. I mean, as we yeah. all know, a human being can't live with only one ear. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And children's That's walking true. around with only like half a lung and two kidneys, you know? So. And, and everything else is just on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's totally fine with Abigail because 
she's subservient to him. I, I just think it's it's a little interesting how Hannibal took like a grooming kind mm-hmm. of relationship with both Will and Abigail in like a murdery kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like but I don't different think for each saw, of them. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he saw Will quite as, as in a childlike position that he mm-hmm. saw right. Abigail. Yes. He do, he does not want to have sex with Abigail. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no it, it is a it is a paternal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Where one of the components of his love for Will is wanting to see his dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the tally marks suggest that as well. Yes. Tally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hannibal is a king looking for a queen. <laughs> and uh, he sees Will and he's just like, well, that'll do. <laughs> I really like that analogy. That's a good one. And Thank you. Thank you. This hasn't even brought us into the discussion of Abel Gideon. Oh, God, no. We haven't even just talked about Oh, my God, I love uh, Abel Gideon. Him. Here is my, my theory, and it came to me as I was watching the, the season this time. Uh, Abel Gideon is Brian Fuller's commentary on Anthony Hopkins. Huh. Abel Gideon oh. is everything that Hopkins Lecter is. Huh? Yes. Uh, yeah. Campier. Yep. Uh, funnier. They're um, like mustache twirling. Yeah, 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 and there's nothing wrong with it. But right. Mads is so much not Mads that. Is, yes. Mads is a much better description of. Book he's letter. like one of yeah. He's one of those miserable things born in hospitals, yeah. except he looks normal. Right. Yeah, because he's just like, hi, I'm human. And you're like, okay, Smith, comma, John. Like, right. let's see you want eat this hot dog. <laughs> Sorry, that was a, that was about, a deep pull for that That was about reference. dicks, but yeah. It, it was a little bit about dicks. Um, and it's it's Eddie Izzard, right? Eddie yeah. Izzard. Yeah. 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 Eddie Izzard is a fantastic actor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching them do what they do. Yeah. Oh, Eddie, Eddie in anything is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm watching that season, and I immediately bought her audiobook yeah yeah her memoir uh believe me and like i was like make make a note gotta watch her comedy specials mm-hmm. again because they are so unbelievably good i, I have you have you seen any of eddie's or something i was not allowed to partake oh my god take her death help me marry my spouse interesting because i use the i've got legs bye <laughs> and that hook cj so all right that's, 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 a good, that's a good hook. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. I, I have this thought about the world in general that mm. comedians make the best dramatic actors. Yes. Because they are in touch with their feelings in a way that, like, an average person who doesn't try to dissect their feelings and right. interrogate them to make comedy, yeah. they wouldn't know how to really... Yeah. Like, so they make incredible dramatic actors. Molly Shannon did a fantastic Mm -hmm. job as one of the serial killers. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. That was like the 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 foster mom mom. adductor Mm -hmm. of the kids in in episode four. I actually think all three, uh, Hetty and Park, I don't remember, Beverly Catch, Jimmy Price, and Zeller. I want to say all those actors are have stand-up comedy. Uh, Scott comedy. Thompson, is, I don't know. I think he's sketch comedy because he's out of uh, Kids in the Hall. Mm. Okay, but like they right. have like comedy, comedy backgrounds. backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know if Hetian Park is a stand-up comic, but I think she's also got. And Lawrence Fishburne has Cowboy Curtis on Pee Wee's. Oh yeah. Playhouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I okay. So here's a little aside, actually. So I because I own all the DVDs and I'm a mm-hmm. huge geeky fan of Hannibal. Um, so I've watched all the, uh, or listened to all the audio commentaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne really wanted this role because he was like, it's like, it was like fate. 
because one of his first acting roles was in one of the Vietnam movies. Oh, uh, Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the Scott other... Glenn's in that. Yeah. And yeah. so and so like Scott Glenn taught me how to act. Oh that yeah. Was like my first role. I was thirteen. You know, I was a baby yeah. in that essentially. And so and and so and he said like someday, kid, you're yeah. gonna be where I'm at. And he's just like, and then Scott Glenn was, did Silence of the Lambs, and then they yeah. offered me this role, and I was like, oh, I made it, Scott. Like, <laughs> like, I immediately, like, I sent him a letter, and I was like, guess what? I made it, I'm Jack Crawford! And if Harvey Keitel hadn't been fired from Apocalypse Now, it would have been, like, into the Jack Crawford verse. Because Harvey Keitel was uh, uh, Crawford in Red Dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was he was the Martin Sheen role, but got fired, and mm. then Martin Sheen got pulled in. But this is not an Apocalypse Now podcast. Yeah. This is a Hannibal podcast. Anyway, so that's, anyway. So Lawrence Fishburne was very pleased with yeah. This, all of, all He's very around. good. I thought it was, when he had his trench coat and his his uh, fedora on, I was like, you know, who would be a good Dick Tracy if things came back around? Like, ooh, <laughs> like and it would piss people off. Exactly the correct amount. Yeah. Like, the Tracy isn't black. Shut up and just yeah. watch the comic book movie. It's <laughs> fucking Lawrence Fishburne. He is now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go up. Lawrence Fishburne and Gina Torres. I love mm-hmm. the fact that they're a married couple playing a married couple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's it. That's end of statement. I just love I that. I feel like they, and they've played married a married couple before, I think on a couple of things, haven't they? I can't remember what else. I could be Tracy Ellis Ross played there. his wife on CSI. Correct. Yeah, which was weird enough. Yeah, I feel like somewhere else she was also his yeah. wife or something. I think they've him. definitely been in movies yeah. and shows together. I'm yeah. not sure if they've been married before, but... Like, I feel well, like I mean, they... It seems like they have a, a good relationship. If they didn't, oh, yeah. uh, they would not choose I'm, to be acting together in this way. <laughs> I'm, I'm just astounded at their acting ability and, like, the... I God, I hope I hope their marriage was fine. You know, because, like, some of those scenes were rough. And then, so mm-hmm. you're, you're doing it, I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. hi, I'm playing your husband, who's also your husband. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and I have to say these things, and you have to say these things back to me, and then the vice versa for her, be like, I'm playing your wife, and we're going to talk about me dying. I hope we're ready to have this conversation <laughs> later when we're at home. <laughs> you know? And I'm there, like, There's Damn. a scene where they're having dinner with Hannibal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the two of them. Yes. And it's, like, icy cold. Yes, because yes. they start to get in a fight over, because she was just like, hey, because it's uh, foie gras, there's Hannibal serves foie gras, which... Foie gras. Foie, foie, foie gras. I'm yeah. not good at the pronunciation. It's all good. Um, which is a pretty controversial dish, because in order to get it, you have to torture the animal in order to get it. And so she was like, no, it's too cruel. And that's what he does that whole bit of it, like, I have an ethical butcher. And she's like... <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> um, and then he's, and just he's like, me. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And then, honestly, I would trust Hannibal Lecter's food. Well, honestly, like, as much as I know the people, it, I'm like, that guy probably did something really rude it's to you. It's duck, right? It's duck, but you have to, like, yeah. force feed them. Yeah, but, like, lover. you know, he's like, I have an ethical butcher. And, yeah. But, you know, so he's like, trust me. Would it make any difference if I told you this duck was very, very rude? <laughs> <laughs> what he said and then jack is just sort of like uh don't be rude phyllis like eat the man's food it's delicious and she's like but the way to get this i assume if you actually got it from a duck because this is well before i know that you're a cannibal what part of the human could simulate a duck it's probably actually just human liver yeah yeah I mean, yeah. But I, the question is, is that did he just take a human liver or is this one of his like people that he kept in his like 
weird murder basement and then like force fed him like they do ducks in order to get the fatty liver. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I think I season mean, two might shed some light on that. Once I we... mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, both works. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just picked a, a particular, like, okay, that person has a horrible diet. <laughs> Fog <Fogwa. laughs> Set design. Also, just filmmaking skill. I think we talked about it a little bit, a little bit with Clarice. Clarice was the show when they when an American broadcasting network said, we're going to do the novels of Thomas Harris as an hour-long TV show. I'd be like, oh, that's not going to work, guys. <laughs> but they did. It jams so much good filmmaking stuff. It's like every week's a David Lynch movie wrapped in a Stanley Kubrick movie wrapped in a... It, it's mm. nuts. I love the Will's classroom set. Yes. A yeah. lot. Like, I want... Like, this room will eventually start looking like that, hopefully. <laughs> it looks like a high-end university classroom. Which I assume, you know, he's teaching at Quantico. But, but like, kind of... Scary. Right, like, like I feel like if I was a student in that room, it would feel intimidating and weird. And it's still yeah. Like, oh, I think they ordered it from Demco catalog. Like, <laughs> where everyone gets their educational supplies. <laughs> like, I'm like, I recognize that fucking podium. You know, it's not like custom order. They ordered it from a catalog. The podium, <laughs> yeah. But the the desks are in such a uh, M. C. Escher sort yeah. of configuration <laughs> yeah. that they, it doesn't make sense whenever you look at it. Yeah. Which is kind of like the, the series. If you just glance at it, like, what's happening? Oh, wait, that goes mm-hmm. that way, and that goes that way, everything... and that goes that way, and then they kiss. Yeah, everything's a little kaleidoscopy and skewed. Yeah. And that way, anytime Jack walks in, he's eye level with Will, because mm-hmm. uh, the students are up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like this weird Coliseum pit. Yeah. Like, and the teachers mm, yeah. are in the pit. But the teacher is the gladiator. Is, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, but like, I, I have um, been in classrooms like that before. Uh, maybe not as nicely furnished, but I've been in the auditorium classroom where you're like basically up on bleachers. I mean, it's it's nicer than bleachers, but it's that shape and it's like auditorium gladiator. Pit. Yeah, I've been in like and the it's... auditorium style, just not in like because this one like wraps around. It's you know I've been in the ones where it's just like you're you're looking oh. down facing like the stage kind of area, but yeah. like this one, it's like. Oh, I've, I've, actually, I've actually been in really? a few that wraps around. Yeah, but that, yeah. but like the the desks go at right angles to each other. Yeah, the desks and, are yeah. weird. That's like, that's normally the thing I'm like responding to. Yeah. Like, yeah, normally they like, they have aisles, and this one is like, is this like a psychological? I know, thing? like I don't even know how those agents? students get in there. Like carefully, <laughs> like, I assume. We are approaching our commercial break. We'll have more to talk about on season one after this. Woo! <laughs> It's time for, is it time for Eris's Recipe Corner? <laughs> Torture the animal first. I mean, yeah, a little yeah. bit. This is another dessert. Yeah, pretty sure you can do no human in it. You can get real weird with it, but I don't recommend it because it does have milk. So I guess you can get like a milk human substitute. I'm not going to go there. This is my recipe for revoltingly awesome chocolate cake. So you do need to follow these instructions pretty exactly because baking has much more of a chemistry component than just like throwing things in a pan with heat and hoping for the best. The ingredients are two cups sugar, one and a third cup flour, three quarters cup good cocoa powder. I tend to use Ghirardelli, but Ghirardelli lately has had some weird cocoa fair trade issues. So, you know, find a good cocoa 
that doesn't deal in slavery um because that's uh would be a good idea i need to probably get some own a new cocoa powder of my own one and a half teaspoons baking soda one and a half teaspoons baking powder one teaspoon salt two eggs a half a cup of milk a half a cup of vegetable oil and one cup of boiling water so what you're gonna do preheat your oven obviously this is not a cold oven cake you're gonna combine everything but the water into a mixing bowl so like get your dry and then go ahead and put your wet in there too the, the boiling water i mean you're gonna go ahead and stir that around until smooth um you can do about two minutes medium speed with a mixer i would say i'm not good at counting strokes but i would say make closer to five minutes vigorously whisking if you're doing it by hand um because sometimes i just don't like using my mixer you're gonna like the, the water needs to be boiling so make sure the kettle is on you're gonna stir that water into the cake batter and it is going to change colors. I promise you, it's also gonna start smelling really, really good. Now you're going to immediately pour it while that mixture now is very, very hot. You're going to pour it into two greased eight inch cake pans and you're gonna bake that for 35 minutes. This is, it. what the boiling water does is it creates a crust and keeps everything moist on the inside. So the cake comes out amazingly like fluffy and it keeps really well. So like there's like, there's a bite to get into it and then the actual like middle like meat of the cake is just like moist and fluffy. And it's just, oh, it's, it's so good. Boiling water in your cakes, guys. It's amazing. I don't know how to make frosting. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that was Eris's Recipe Corner. It was a dessert, so there's probably not meat in it. Yeah! We thank you, listener, for joining us as we go through the absolute symphony that is Hannibal the TV series. You can find other great podcasts at partyapocalypse.com, including The Holodeck is Broken with our guests Z and Laura and myself and Eris. We also have Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna and Kenzie and myself. There is the entirety of As the Myth Turns with Z and Eris, and The Fourth Wall with literally anyone that you've ever heard on a Party Apocalypse podcast, at least checking in once in a while. There's books, blogs, movie reviews, and just too much content. I need to stop it. Eris, do you have anything to plug? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Outstanding. Z? Yes. Would you I... like to plug anything? Sure. I have a TikTok. It's at underscore, it's just Z underscore. Excellent. Love of my life. Do you have anything to plug? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> well, then with that, I think we'll go back to our episode. We were talking a little bit about stylistic things. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that the season has such a great grasp on the essential Hitchcock quality of, as he described it, I think Rope does this really well. The guys murder somebody and they put him in a trunk and he's in the trunk for the whole movie and it's just dancing around when is this situation going to unravel? Right. Like, and this show keeps a cap on Hannibal. Mm -hmm. We know who he is. Right. We know shit's going to go down eventually, mm -hmm. but we are in a palpable state of tension for 13 solid episodes. When is he going? When is yeah. the, the fuse going to go? Yeah. Yeah. The, the a different metaphor, but it's like the audience is immediately in on the joke and none of the other characters are. Right. <laughs> Like, Will... So we're just waiting for that punchline. <laughs> Will senses something is wrong, but it very easily could be his broken brain. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he can't trust his own perceptions, mm -hmm. even though he's closer than anybody else to figuring it out. Maybe right. Dr. DeMaurier. 
has right. has an angle on it too. But she's also sort of an outsider character. She yeah, doesn't have to be involved. She's in... vaguely passive anyway. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really necessarily take an active. Um, we can get more into that when we get into season three. Because um, yeah. I have many theories on her. Mm. But yeah. So, but one of the things that I really appreciate about that. Is beyond just like like contextually from inside the show, but like from outside the show, you like say like okay, we're gonna make a Hannibal show, right? And you're like, this has been many years after the like heights of fame, where Hannibal Lecter is essentially a household name. Most people can say Hannibal and they go, Haha, Cannibal. Like that's just it's people know who the character is. Uh, you know, a lot of it from Anthony Hopkins. Um, so when you're gonna do a show in 2013, you're like. Do you hide who Hannibal Lecter is and make people wonder? Or do you go like everyone, anyone who's going to watch the show already is watching it because they're waiting for Hannibal Lecter to show up and eat somebody. Mm -hmm. So as soon as they mention cannibals, they're like, here's his face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I, that was, I think that's great. I think that's a really great, like, um, story writing and storytelling kind of technique when it comes to I'm going to write something in an IP that's Mm -hmm. really well known. You know, like you said, this show treats its audience like it's smart and can follow along. And Mm -hmm. so it it invited us in on it to say, like, you know. Yeah. But don't tell Will. Don't tell him yet. Don't tell tell (laughs) Jack. Which is why it was perpetually on the bubble through all three of its seasons. Yeah. you mentioned faces. Uh, the opening titles of this show are wild. <laughs> yeah. And I, there's a whole article. I may put it in the show notes, breaking it down, like w- the production of it. And uh, oh, cool. and not until I read the article did I realize that it's not Hannibal's face throughout. It's Will's in there mm-hmm. and Jack Crawford. Mm-hmm. And it only ends on Hannibal. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It's multiple yeah. people. Interesting. But, also, they, it's not really blood, it's like wine. Could be either one. It could be, but I think yeah. that that's the kind you know, of, the is it blood or is it yeah. wine? Yeah, and they, they, they took full 3D models of, of the heads, and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I also love the sound design. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that humming bass that's like mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. Not just the, the silence g- is very loud. Yes, mm-hmm. not just the credits, but even like in a, like... Um, you know, when Will's, you know, hallucinating or something. Yeah. It's that or Will Vision. Sound that kind of, yes. And then, of course, when he, when it doesn't work, when he's imagining Gideon's crimes and it interrupts in mid-cycle, it's such a jarring moment. It's been a couple years since I watched the show when it happened when the sweeping light line stops in the middle of it. I'm like, oh no, Will's broken! Yeah. I like how we made we made a couple riffs on this because it's it's real early on in the first couple episodes where you notice that like everyone else gets like especially Will gets like really discordant music but then Hannibal like like oh nice music is only for real serial killers <laughs> it's like you can have the nice music when you learn how to kill somebody properly yes and I did find a website that identifies all the classical music oh, uh, beats for mm-hmm. the the show based on episode and scene nice. so you know what was playing when. A lot of Goldberg variations. Yeah. 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 Which is great because all that shit's public domain. You just gotta find a recording of it. Yep. I just, I mean, speaking of the music, one of my favorite scenes that I also burst out laughing because it's so ridiculous to me. Like, as much as this is like, oh, a scary horror show. When Will is sick and misses his appointment mm-hmm. and then Hannibal just sadly 
straightening things on his desk when classical music is playing behind him. And he like looks at the clock and he straightens his stapler and then he looks at his watch and he looks at the clock and he looks at his <laughs> and he closes it and the, the music gets louder and crescendos and he's so sad and then he goes to go find Will. He's like, oh, I have a 24-hour cancellation policy. That scene cracks me up because it's just like, this poor sad queen <laughs> is upset that his possible new boyfriend skipped out on his date. And he's like, I'm going to listen to classical music and straighten my desk and cry. <laughs> the classical version of all by myself. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And everybody hurts. That's a different song. But it is. You know, it, 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 it's on his playlist, or at least the classical right. equivalents thereof. <laughs> I love the scene, I guess it's the flashback scene where he kills Miriam and his yes. or he strangles her in, in his office. It's the like him going out of the room, mm-hmm. coming up and then down the stairs in his socks and sneaking up behind yes. her. But because I think if I remember correctly, the camera positioning is real low, so you're just seeing yeah. these like socked feet mm-hmm. come through and he's going through really fast and it's just like boom. Yeah. And I'm like, can you imagine? And I, I know he's fastidious enough to do this. I imagine him just, like, in his off time, wandering around his office, checking for squeaks. Like, he doesn't want, like, making sure that ladder's not going to, he's, like, greasing mm-hmm. things, making sure it slides real oh, well, yeah. checking to make sure the floorboards aren't creaking. Like, he's got to make sure, if I need to yeah. sneak up on someone, I got to be. I gotta do it at a moment's notice. I don't think it's his whole house, but definitely his office, for sure, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure is in his house. Like, it's a separate venue. I'm not sure either. They don't really ever they super don't. explain. It, so, but I think I, I personally think it's like a separate thing that he rents or owns. He or probably something. doesn't want people visiting his house, right? Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm only basing that off of like <laughs> I, I memorized the fucking show <laughs> uh, when when Will is sleepwalking and he goes and he's just like like office hours are for patients. You're always welcome in my home. So mm-hmm. like it could be attached, it could be separate. I'm like whatever. I don't care at this point. His office is like murder time happy place i'm not sure every room in his house is but like definitely probably his kitchen mm-hmm. also has the same kind of like weekly squeak treatment mm. just to make sure that he's like look you know wild things happen i meet rude people all the time i need to make sure that i can murder them the creepiest way possible like he's checking the door I'm- on the fridge <laughs> like, all the time yes. yeah <laughs> that almost seems a little obsessive compulsive but he's just so observant that if, if a squeak arises, right. he is hyper aware mm-hmm. of it and, and, right. and will absolve that yeah. immediately. Well, I think he checks things. He's like, I haven't been over there in two weeks, so I should just mm. make sure that, like, you know, the normal wear and tear of daily life hasn't degraded something. Mm. Um, so, like, I'll just poke. Okay, we're fine. Should have, like, a an action figure playset, you know? Squeak-free <laughs> Hannibal's action playset. <laughs> He has a standing appointment, like maybe once a month, to get his floorboards oiled or something. Yeah. What what do you tip a squeak guy? Honestly, Hannibal seems like a good tipper. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, that'd be rude. It would be rude. It would be very rude. Shockingly rude. Uh, Rewatching this again for the umpteenth time, I'm like, (laughs) I quote this show probably more than is strictly speaking healthy. (laughs) Speaking of flashbacks, what I I wanted to see a flashback of Lecter in the ER, like. Last was yeah. asking about that, like, or I just actually want that show, like, y'all, e- 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 <laughs> as he's just like, a, just Chesapeake a- Ripper hot and bodies left and right. Whoop, sorry, this one's already dead. I'm gonna take him to 
the Borg. Like, I want to see him leading a, a group of, of new uh, residents in and uh-huh. showing them the ropes and <laughs> teaching them how to be better physicians. Yeah. And it's okay. You don't have to feel anything for the patient, okay? They're basically just me. I mean, they're definitely a person, and you should treat them as such, but also cut them open. This may be a silly question because maybe it was in the context of the show and I've forgotten. Does he kill the neurosurgeon guy that scanned Will? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's yes. what I thought. And, and framed, uh, what's her name? The, George the, Imagine. yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I, I had a little bit of. I had a little bit of a Will Graham episode myself because the, the the episode episode twelve picks up with Will visiting her mm, in the hyperbaric yeah. chamber before she dies, mm-hmm. and I had blanked on who she was, even though <laughs> oh, no. like, I was like, I have lost time. Oh no! Somebody give me a piece of paper. I gotta draw a clock. I gotta draw a clock. <laughs> okay, but like the clocks were totally forged, right? Like we're all clear on that. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, Hannibal was like, okay, good, you, you drew me a fucked up clock. Well, great. Okay, I'm gonna use that for reference later, and then I'm gonna be like. How are you drawing your W? Drawing your W is so fucked up, man. Like, why are you doing Like, I'm going to teach you calligraphy. I love you, boy, but you need to <laughs> you need to step up your clock game. <laughs> Hannibal's, like, going through and be like, I like him so much, but he needs to have some deportment classes and his wine. He picked literally the most expensive bottle. He that There's no accounting for taste. <laughs> opposites aren't they yes uh, this that's actually kind of adorable yes like you, you kind of wonder in a normal situation would Hannibal like try to change him and make him more refined or is it like he wants to rough it and go hang out with like 13 dogs in a two-bedroom home somewhere <laughs> like I, I think Hannibal absolutely was thinking that in one of the episodes where he goes to feed Will's dogs where he's like he's like plays on Will's piano and just like could I live here <laughs> A lot would have to change. First of all, we are going to have to clean this place. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because it's a very odd couple. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. What am I... If, if it wasn't for murder, I... these these two wouldn't yeah. work out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think if, if Will couldn't reality shift or whatever the way that he does, yeah. I don't think Hannibal would give a shit about him. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if they like, if they had met at a club, it would have been like, no. <laughs> Immediate turn off. Yeah. It's the fact that they met essentially at the FBI at a crime scene. Yeah. I mean, obviously not exactly, but that that is essentially how they met. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just love it. I think we haven't really talked about how the genius of Lecter and Will's cat and mouse game is that Lecter is helping Will figure it out by doing it wrong. Like the contrast of it. (laughs) The field kabuki, yeah. Yeah. And and it, it, like, I think that is such a great adaptation of Harris's work that isn't really in the other movies. Mm-hmm. The the sense of murder and murder investigation as creative act. Yeah. And, and the value of contrast in making creative breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. Like, for my process, I have to just write a vomit draft first. I have to do it wrong before right. I understand how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why, and, and why Will, did this sentence suck? Right. Okay, well, now I can make him better, yeah. Will has to see it done wrong to understand what was happening when it was done right. Right. Yeah. Right, for lack of a better term. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I really like about Hannibal, and I think it actually goes into that, is that Hannibal asks so many questions. Mm-hmm. Like, his whole thing is, I mean, they get into it later, but in the next season, but, like, influence. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he sets, he'll say a beautiful story. He'll, like, describe something in a beautiful, poetic, purple prose sort of way. And then be like, tell me, Will, what do you think about that? Or, like, tell me, Will, how do you feel? Like, he's he's just, like, asking questions and leading people 
mostly to the way he wants to think. Mm. But he never tells them, like, I need you to do this for me. Jack does that. Jack is the one who says, mm. yeah. but I need you out there, Will. Okay? Because yeah. you're saving lives. This is who you are. You're the savior. You save people. You're so good at this, and you're going to come back. And Hannibal's like, okay, but, like, can you imagine what it would be like? Oh, my God. Like, what if we <laughs> killed somebody together? Like, how crazy would that be? That would be intensely emotional. Right. Aerobic. I mean, nothing quite gets your blood pressure going like killing somebody. I mean, uh, what's the last time you've been to the gym? Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Um, and yeah, and like... We and, could do it together. <laughs> and one of the things with like persuasive arguments is the more questions you ask, the more likely you're going to change the other person's mind. And so like, th- that's just like a sign that how much... Hannibal's so fucking good at persuading people. Because mm-hmm. in a way, some of his questions are like leading... But in a subtle way, mm-hmm. I think that's what the f- murders are. Yeah. They're like questions. Right. Just like, it's a he's discourse. Like, he's having a conversation oh, with Will. what do you think yeah. about yeah. this murder? Isn't it the same as the other? Oh, no, why isn't? What details did I... I mean, somebody else got wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, and it's it, very questioning. And it's coy and also seductive. Like, come, yes. come find me. I mm. want you to find me. Mm. Oh, yeah, full on. I want yeah. you to see me for what I really yeah. am. And I... That fucking smirk he gives Will when Will is doing the lecture on the copycat. And he's like, yeah. elevate it to art. And Hannibal just like lights up. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm going to marry that man. I'm going to go right Murasaki right now. And be like, guess what? He loves me. <laughs> he saw me. He know. He thinks I'm an artist. <laughs> I need that ring back. He, he was just as delighted in the moment where he was talking with Will about how pissed off Jack was. And then Jack came in the room later and <laughs> Will sees Jack. Or not, not Will. Uh, Hannibal sees Jack and is like, hey, buddy, how you doing? <laughs> Having a rough day? <laughs> it's tough. I know. Yeah. I just want to tell everybody, but I can't. <laughs> and it's so funny watching... Because they're all like, oh my god, but the, how did the copycat know? Like, like he's somebody close to Jack because he has details in the murders. Like, who could it be? And, like, every single murder is because it's like, 20 minutes ago, Jack Crawford told me this. So I'm going to go ahead and get that arm out of cold storage, I guess. And just poke <laughs> him with it. <laughs> because he literally just told me he felt bad, quote unquote, for, uh, you know, making his trainee disappear. So um, so Miriam last finds Hannibal because of the wound man picture, yeah? Right. Yeah, that's still on his fucking desk. Did you notice that? He wants to be found. Yeah, it's he never takes it off his goddamn desk. It's just there yeah. like the whole season. Yeah. He's just like, whoops, here's the evidence that I'm definitely the dude you're looking for. <laughs> and like Miriam even found it out. That's why she disappeared. <laughs> He's just like, here it is! The, the, the evidence! Yeah. Anyway, I just, I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Unrelated. I think Hannibal thinks Freddy's a good writer. Yeah. Because he, he reads that a couple of times. The, <laughs> yeah. The tattle He's or the tattler. He's an avid fan. He doesn't yeah. kill her even though she's super rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my final thought is I love the juxtaposition of the very final scene of this season <gasps> with Will in the cage and Hannibal mm. stop. There's a look. And we, when we talked earlier about the way Mads just like portrays so much in a look, there's this look on his face almost like, I know the future. And I know that I'm going to be in your position or like we're going to be switched right. at some point. Yeah. But this is beautiful this right is, now. <laughs> right. But it, it, you're like, I am the smartest man alive. Luck is going to turn around on me. But the beautiful part of this realization is 
we're not done yet. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's like, we'll and I'm going to help get my boyfriend out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to put me in jail, and I'm going to put him in jail. It's and, just the whole yeah. thing. It's our thing. <laughs> yeah, our, uh, incarceration is our love language. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is our meet cute. Yeah. We're going to tell our grandkids about this someday. So we had our final thoughts, final reactions to the season. I'm going to say uh, I am... I've enjoyed a lot of what we've done on this show, taken in the books, the the movies, and that sort of thing. I am tempted to start watching season two tonight, even though it's probably going to be another month before we record <laughs> those episodes. The show is that good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Laura? Um. Yes. No. This the show, but this season in particular, I think, is very very strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable like there, there's not a moment that's not enjoyable no mm-hmm. even yeah. episodes that I, that I didn't have as many notes on yeah that felt maybe wheel spinny in the in the larger arc i'm still there for it it oh, wasn't yeah. like i'm bored it's just oh i don't have anything to really zero in on it's mm-hmm. all of a piece mm-hmm. yeah z what, what are you what are you feeling i'm eager to watch the second one i yeah. definitely feel like i came away feeling like um hannibal was a little I see. I don't know if I'd call him a narcissist or a psychopath, but but like he's he, he's a, like an A plus bad guy. Like he's like, he's he genuinely evil. evil. Yeah. yeah, like unapologetically evil. Yeah, and I dig. Yeah, with no pretense to it. Yeah, but even yeah. though he's pretending to be something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the villain, but he's not necessarily the antagonist. Mm. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, no, no. He's he's a bad dude. But you're like, gosh darn, he's cheeky and fun. <laughs> <laughs> Your final thoughts, Aaron? I am so filled with emotion and ecstatic. This this uh, this is why I've seen these shows these these seasons so many times. Is that when I'm like, oh, I'm gonna rewatch season one of Hannibal because it's really good. I can't stop. And I'm like, well, season two. All right, we ended on that episode. Can't can't let it stop there. <laughs> It turned you into full Muppet mode. You know when something is like really close to my heart because like I turned into a Muppet. <laughs> 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 my vocal cords get all fucked up. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Tonight's special guest, Hannah Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> like I am a Muppet, okay? <laughs> That's my <Wow>. secret. <laughs> Uh, I think with that, next time we will do season two of Hannibal. And, uh, okay, bye! 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 Bye!